When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. One, two, three, Hello and welcome everyone to this bonus episode of Oki Investigations. My name is Trevor Shelby and this episode comes from the book Celebrated Criminal Cases of America. It is in the public domain. It was written by Thomas Duke. The cool thing about this series is that this book is actually widely thought of as one of the first true crime storybooks to be published in the United States. Now, one of the reasons we are actually doing this story instead of our normal stories is that I like to go to these stories whenever I have something going on and I can't put out like a regular episode. So this week just so happens to be while I'm on vacation. So I'm actually out of the country right now. So I pre-recorded these for you guys. This one is a pretty interesting case that's in this book. It is entitled The Murder of Addie Gilmore, the milliner whose skull was found in the bay. Now, keep in mind that these stories were written kind of like a history of criminal events that happened in San Francisco. He does do crimes elsewhere as well, but we focus in on San Francisco with these stories. And I am going to read this as it's written. No silly voices this time. On September 12th, 1893, some Italian fishermen found a head encased in wire netting floating in the bay and fastened with a rope to the shore near Lime Point. The ears and all the flesh from the face had disappeared. But a few hairs from the head were found in the netting, and judging from their length it was decided that it was a head 
of a woman. A few days afterward, a boy named Stevenson discovered the trunk of a woman's body floating in the bay near Oakland. Two different theories were advanced, both of which found ready supporters. One was that a foul murder had been committed, but this was laughed at by those who theorized that the remains were those of some unfortunate whose body had found its way to the dissecting room and was afterwards placed in the bay by students in an effort to create a sensation. As the body was badly decomposed, it was impossible to ascertain from its appearance which theory was correct. In August of 1893, Miss Addie Gilmore who was with Miss Laura Allen, conducted a millinery store in the town of Calusa, California, came to San Francisco to purchase a supply of goods for all the fall trade. But in order to acquire a knowledge of the latest styles, she procured employment with F. Toplitz, a Market Street milliner. She resided at the Elmer House, 314 Brush Street. About the 1st of September, her partner came to the city, but on hearing that Miss Gilmore had left her temporary residence and place of employment without any previous notice, Miss Allen returned at once to Calusa. On learning that Miss Gilmore was not home, she became thoroughly alarmed as Miss Gilmore was a quiet, industrious young lady, whose mind seemed to be entirely absorbed in her business affairs. The mystery became greater until, at last, her twin sister reluctantly came forward and stated that Addie had written to her on September 4th that she was in trouble and was about to submit to an operation at the hands of Dr. Eugene West, who was located at 132 Turk Street. It was then ascertained that she had moved to this address on September 1st. Miss Allen and Miss Gilmore's brother-in-law, W.K. Jarrett, proceeded to San Francisco and demanded of West information as to Miss Gilmore's whereabouts. They were joined shortly afterward by the parents of the missing girl. According to the statements of the parents, West admitted that he had performed an operation on Miss Gilmore on September 4th and that she died on the 9th. He stated that he gave the body to medical students. The family dreaded the publicity of prosecution but finally made known the facts to the police. Detective Cody was sent to arrest West, but he had suddenly left his home, and after some difficulty was located at the home of W. Voorhees at 525 Turk Street. West had a bad reputation among reputable physicians, who spoke in most disparaging terms of him. Upon being taken to police headquarters, he was accused of having been 
responsible for Miss Gilmore's death, but he denied the accusation. Working on the theory that the skull and portion of body found in the bay were part of the remains of Addie Gilmore, Richard Stewart, a dentist from Chico, examined the teeth and positively identified some gold fillings as work that he had done for Miss Gilmore on February 9th of the same year. Shortly after this, a thigh and portion of woman's breast were found, which had been cut from that portion of the body previously recovered. After that, small portions of body were found in different parts of the bay. On September 26, two Oakland boys saw a coal oil can floating in Oakland Creek, which they brought ashore, and it was found to contain two arms and hands and a foot. It also contained a lady's purse, hat pins, and hair combs, which were identified as property of Miss Gilmore. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Miss Annie Statley who was in the employ of Dr. Eugene West, was suspected by police of knowing considerable that would be very damaging to the prisoner, if told. Still, she remained loyal to him, and on September 28th, a contract marriage was entered between her and West, which prevented the prosecution from putting her on the witness stand, and also enabled her to visit West in the prison. Miss Gilmore confided her troubles to a young medical student named D.B. Plymere, who was studying in the office of Dr. Harvey at 1126 Market Street. The only male acquaintance to whom Miss Gilmore appeared to give more than a passing thought was a young man known as Jack. She did all in her power to conceal his identity and as Plymere visited her on one occasion, when she probably realized that she was about to die, she handed him a letter, which she was too weak to tear up, and requested him to do so. He immediately complied with the request, but seeing no suitable place to throw the pieces, he placed them in his pocket. After leaving her, he realized that in case the unfortunate young woman should die, he might appear in a particular light, as he was only her visitor. He thought of the torn letter in his pocket, and with the instinct of self-preservation, he arranged the fragments in their proper order and pasted them on paper. It was then he learned that Jack was J.C. McGurdy who flirted with Miss Gilmore in June of 1892, while he was a railroad brakeman. After that, they became friendly, and finally, she stayed all of one night in his room on Kearney Street. 
Miss Lee Austin, who was employed in the millinery store where Miss Gilmore was last employed, called on Dr. West as soon as she learned the contents of the note Miss Gilmore sent to her twin sister, Emma. She there met a young lady named Miss May Howard, who resided at 815 Clay Street, Oakland. This lady informed Miss Austin that she had met Miss Gilmore three times, that two of the meetings took place in West's office, and the third on an Oakland ferry. She stated that on the occasion of meeting on the ferry boat, Miss Gilmore appeared to be despondent and hinted that she had intended to drown herself. She also said that Miss Gilmore entered the ladies' retiring room, but as she did not come out for a considerable length of time, Miss Howard went to the room and found it vacant and the window open, causing her to believe that Miss Gilmore had jumped into the bay. Afterward, Miss Howard testified that her statement in regarding to meeting Miss Gilmore on the boat was false. But she did see her twice at Wes's office. She claimed that Wes persuaded her to make this statement. It was in the theory of the prosecution that Wes intended to convey the impression that Miss Gilmore had committed suicide, believing that it would be impossible to identify the skull found in the bay. Wes was held to answer, and on February 5th, 1894, his trial began in the Superior Court, Judge Wallace proceeding. On February 16th, he was found guilty of murder of the second degree. On February 23rd, West was sentenced to 25 years imprisonment. The case was appealed to the Supreme Court, and a new trial was granted to the defendant in December of 1895, the second trial began. The evidence for the prosecution was substantially the same as the previous trial, but in the second trial, West testified that Dr. W.A. Harvey had turned Miss Gilmore over to him and that she was at that time suffering from the effects of malpractice and died on the following morning. But he did not testify that Harvey had performed the operation. He furthermore claimed that he turned the body over to Dr. Tulcher, who he stated intended to use it in the interest of science. He added that Tulcher had subsequently admitted to him that the head found at Lime Point was the head of Miss Gilmore and that he had placed it there to cleanse it. West also testified that the reason he had previously made conflicting statements regarding the case and failed to testify during the first trial regarding Tulcher and Harvey was because they were his friends and he desired to protect them. Dr. Harvey followed West in rebuttal, and testified that there was not one word of truth in West's testimony regarding him. After the arguments, the case was submitted to the jury, and after deliberating for one hour, 
a verdict of not guilty was returned. So all in all, in this case, we have a doctor that has been accused of murder. He killed his patient. He's cut her up and dumped her in the bay. And then during the second trial, he testifies that there's actually more to the story and that he's not the one that actually operated on her and he's the one that just received her later on to take care of her. So, who do you believe was guilty in all of this? It's a very interesting story. To me, if it's true that uh, Dr. Harvey is the first one that had her, then maybe he should answer for that crime. But also, you have Dr. Tulcher, who took the body for science reasons and dumped it in the bay. He's the one, he was cleaning the bones, I guess, for whatever reason. And that seems like it might be a criminal act as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed this story. If you did, please make sure that you subscribe. It helps me out so much. I'll see you guys next time. See ya. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.